Um, my name is Afia Hagen from the British Blacklist, and it's such a pleasure to talk to you, Joe Martin, about lots of things, but also Marlowe Murder Club. So, yeah. first of all, tell me what your life is like right now in one sentence, if you can. Hectic, <laughs> but joyful. Yeah. Tell mm-hmm. me about Marlowe Murder Club in a nutshell. Okay, so it's set in Marlow, beautiful, beautiful town of Marlow, which is um, another member of the cast, really. Do you know what I mean? I think that's number one on the call sheet, Marlow. Have you ever been to Marlow? I haven't, but it looks beautiful. I had never been, and my God, what a beautiful place. It's set in Marlow, and it's about three um, amateur detectives, you know, amateur sleuths. So you have the older retired woman uh, played by Sam and uh, she was an archaeologist and she's like this, you know, inquisitive older lady. Then you have the middle-aged woman uh, who's a single mother. That's my character. She's got a dog walking business. And then you have the vicar's wife. And the three of us somehow get together and decide to solve crime. And we're looking for a, a serial killer. I mean, my God. I don't know what they're thinking, but yeah, so we're like the Charlie's Angels of Marlowe. Yeah. We... It's like a start of a joke, isn't it? An archaeologist, a yeah. dog <laughs> car, and a vicar's wife walk into Absolutely. a bar and describe to, decide to solve crime. Yeah, that's it. And that is it. And, it, you know, it's it's funny, it's charming, it's got a little dark side. I think sometimes it goes, it's gone edge like um, Edward Scissorhand, which everything looks so beautiful and pretty, but the underbelly of it, there's something else bubbling. It's quite interesting what our director did, Steve Brown. He's amazing, by the way. And um, yeah, so yeah, we, we had a great time. And um, having to be a dog walker, having to work with dogs, Oh my lord! <laughs> I had to get used was, to getting kissed by dogs. It's like <laughs> I was going to ask you about that actually, because mm-hmm. your character Susie, she's a dog walker, but she's yeah. also a mum who's missing a daughter who's almost flown the nest, and um, we yeah. get hints of that throughout. So tell mm-hmm. me about your character, and also tell me about getting used to all those dogs because they loved you, Joe. Listen, of course they did. Come on. (laughs) I wear really good scent and they loved it. But um, one of my first days I had, I think I had about three dogs that I had to be in charge of. And I had to be on the phone to my daughter. I had two dogs in one hand on leads and then another little dog in my in my arm. But this is the one that wanted to kiss me all the time, which is gross. I know dog lovers. I mean, I love dogs, but I don't want I don't want to be snogged by one. Thank you very much. My husband does a good job of that. Thank you. And um, but you know what? They were adorable and the, their handlers are characters in themselves, you know what I mean? And mm. observing them and how they interacted with their animal, that they, they are their babies. Um, and obviously my character loves dogs. She's a wildlife, you know, any any kind of animal she's into. And she's about to, well, her daughter has rediscovered her dad, this mm-hmm. worthless man who did not help in her upbringing but now that Mm. she's all fully grown and just finished school and she's about to hopefully start uni he is invited her to Jamaica and she's there living you know high life she's never been on her own you know it's been her and her daughter against the world and suddenly this empty nest thing that she's read about she's heard about she's seen friends go through it suddenly she's in it and she I think she always felt like oh I'll be fine because I've got my business I've got my life good job you know get my life back but she's actually feeling quite lonely and Mm. I think that when uh, Sam's character Judith 
pops up into her life and drags her into this mad world, it couldn't come at a better time because she's at a crossroad where she's like, well, what am I going to do? You know, so... Yeah, yeah and, and solve crime. I mean, why yeah. not? Yeah, and it's perfect because, you know, my character, she's a people person. Mm-hmm. She's very inquisitive. Some would say nosy. She's a curtain twitcher. She always knows things about people because when you're a dog walker, sometimes you're invisible because you go into not in your childcare, you go into people's homes and they get used to you being there and you're privy to things that lots of other people would not be privy to. You hear and mm-hmm. see things, you know what I mean? So I think that's why she makes a good amateur sleuth because she's a yeah. people watcher. She's also, she's funny. She's got a really good heart, but she's also got a little reckless side. She's a little reckless mm-hmm. and I like that about her. I think you've got to be a little reckless to be in a murder club, Joy. Yeah, yeah absolutely, because I wouldn't do it, would you? <laughs> no. No, thank you. A serial killer? No, thank maybe you. a little shoplifter, someone who stole some tomatoes or something, but a serial killer? Are you mad? No, who I'd be please? running in the opposite direction. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Susie's character, you know, occupies a very different world from, you know, your character in Holby City, who's this mm-hmm. neurosurgeon. Doctor Mm -hmm. Who, I mean, it's a completely different thing. How Mm. do you prepare to inhabit all those different worlds? It's there on the page. It's not like, it normally just comes off the page. And as it comes off the page, straight away, you, you, you get a sense of that character. And then you normally sometimes I'll think, oh my God, that's just like so-and-so. Oh, that reminded that woman I saw down, you know, and then I'll lean into that and maybe explore that more. And, and also sometimes it's about a walk, the way a character walks. I know that sounds mad, but it's, that's one of the things that I use to get into a character also. How do they walk? How do they hold themselves? What's their posture? You know, mm. and that tells you stories about them. And, you know, the little bit of research, because I found out about dog walkers and maybe, you know what I mean? I've got many a friend that's a single mother, so I didn't have to dig, you know, and I'm coming from a, my mother brought me up, so I know that world and I know the sacrifices she made and uh, the jobs that she had to do. And back then when the childcare wasn't really running, sometimes I had to sneak me into work with her. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, mad. I mean, with Holby, it was, it was on the page, you know, that this woman is a woman with issues. She had a child that she was estranged from. She's fighting uh, the fact that she's an ex-alcoholic. She's got this high-end pressure job. She doesn't suffer fools gladly. I mean, you know what? That was a dream. It was just there. When you get good writing of a character then my job is easy definitely um now as a black woman in this world how did you work with the creators to make sure that your character was as authentic as possible here's the thing on everything that I do it has to be a collaboration sometimes there'll be a scene where someone uh, you've meant to put your foot on the chair with a shoe on you're like no, uh, uh, oh, I don't know what world you're living in, but in the African Caribbean world, we don't do that. Do you know what I mean? And that's a mind. Do you know? What I mean? Sometimes there are bigger issues that you see and they cannot see, and you have to then go, well, actually, this could be perceived like this, or this could be perceived like that. So, in terms of how you do it, it's almost stage by stage. Yeah, you read the whole script, and if anything that jumps out straight away, you'd be like, hello. You know, like the thing, like when we did Holby. And obviously I've got locks and I thought it'd be really interesting rather than wearing a kind of European wig, which a lot of people would in that professional job. They wouldn't have the, their own Afro hair for practical reasons or it's not it's frowned upon because it doesn't look professional. And I just thought it'd be really interesting to have a neurosurgeon and uh, uh, with locks. 
you know, let's let's use my locks. And uh, at first there was a bit of pushback. And I said, well, listen, if you go to certain African countries, you go to certain Caribbean countries, you're going to see neurosurgeons with locks. We are there and I can show you them. I thought that was important to do that. Of course, there are some characters, like I played a character the other day where she was all about the, what do you call the Atlantic house, housewives, whatever. She's had that whole straight, you know, blonde hair, the flicks, da -da -da, the lashes, da -da -da. of course you lean into the character and require that. She would, this character would never be seen with Afro hair or, because that's who she is, you know? And I just thought, well, it's not, it's, it's not a part of Max McGarry that she cannot have her locks, you know, to me. And the same with this character in the Marlowe Murder Club. It just fit perfectly because she's just this sort of, she's kind of modern. She's trying to keep up and having this hair. I thought was, yeah, fine. Didn't have to have a wig. And I, and I like that. So, yeah, in terms of your question, how do we collaborate? It's a day by day thing. Things come up day by day. And sometimes you want to sprinkle a little something. Like sometimes you look on the set, maybe the kitchen, and you'll be like, mm, what's that? <laughs> We, we don't cook with that. What is this? Do you know what I mean? Or what? let's have some, or yeah, we use that, but we'd have some of this as well. Let's put some of this in the kitchen or a particular kind of pot or you, you, do you know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. It's a collaborative effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All the time. And they were great. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone's there to learn. We all are. We're learning off mm -hmm. each other, no matter what it is, but culturally I could bring, you know, as a black woman, that's what I brought uh, among other things. You've starred in a whole host of TV greats. I mean, I've mentioned Holby City, I've mentioned Doctor Who, but also seminal black shows, Desmond's, The Real McCoy, mm -hmm. and of course, more recently, Champion. How important is it for you to carry on working on shows like that? Well, I have a mortgage. <laughs> so, you know, girls got bills to pay. I can't just uh, rely on my husband, but I love the craft. I started youth theatre at Theatre Royal Stratford East from about the age of 10, Philip Headley took me under his wing and supported and, and encouraged. And Philip Headley was the artistic director of Stratford East for many, 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 many moons, 30 years or more, uh, who recently passed, actually. We're going to his funeral next week. Uh, but I wouldn't be here without him, that's for sure. Because, I mean, he had to try and encourage my family to support me to do what I wanted. Because obviously to my family, like, you got a great education. We are we as time planned that for? You know what I mean? That's like a hobby. Do that as a hobby and go be, a, you know, your doctor or a lawyer or a teacher like your cousins. <laughs> it's almost like maybe it sounds a bit too dramatic, but uh, it's a calling for me. It's do or die. I don't, it doesn't matter if I got to be doing it in my front room and I put on a little show and I invite some friends because I can't get no other work. Or if I'm doing it on a West End stage or I'm doing it on a big film or I'm doing it on a, a short film. It doesn't. Matter. It's, it's interesting when I go, sometimes when I do workshops, we work with young people and the first thing I want to ask you is, oh, me, so I want to get on TV. How do I get on TV? I want to be famous. I want to be... And they don't understand that most actors that I know, it's not like you're not trying to be famous, but you're not trying to be famous. Either. You just want to work. And if it means that people get to know you. But I said to them, you can, anyone can be famous now. Fame, what is, what is fame? I could go down to Stratford, just go down to Stratford and I don't know do something weird in the in the shopping center <laughs> some local newspaper come there next thing you know you're a celeb or go on them dating show or go on i don't know there's so it's like so fame it's a calling and i love the craft and until the day i die i don't think i'll ever master it because it's something that you're always learning every time i remember the first time i did a season with the royal shakespeare company and i thought oh my god i was used to doing like the fringe theater you do four weeks of a run you're done 
they're telling me about this is going to be a year. I'm going to doing the same play for a year. Oh my God, I'm going to go mad. It's going to be boring. It's going to be long. But you know what? After a year of doing one particular play, Orinoco, on the last night we took the curtain call and I went to bed that night. I still woke up going, oh, I've got a new idea about what I could have done in that scene. Oh, you know, and so I learned that you are ever always developing and changing and what other actors bring to the table and what vibe they bring that then springs you off in another direction and this and that. I mean, I have an absolute love of the craft of acting and that's my journey, that's it, you know. So as my mom, when we was having all the rows about what I said, listen, she goes, yeah, girl, you wanna have no money? And I said, listen, if I die poor, if I die rich, if I die in between, I'll be happy because I, I, it's, I have to do this, it's do or die. Mm-hmm. So all when the rough days were there, when, when my niece recently wanted to come into the business and my sister is a very well-known makeup designer. She's, she's in the business, a lot of films, Sharon Martin, if you look her up, she's amazing. She's been shortlisted for, for an Oscar actually. So her daughter wants to be an actress. Now she had a great education, went to uni, got degrees, got this and that. And then she just went, sorry, I want to be an actor. And my sister said to her, do you remember the time your auntie had to wear two summer coats in the winter because she couldn't buy a winter coat? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I remember it well, you know, having to work on the markets, doing this, doing that. I mean, oh, but it didn't matter. This was all part of it. It was interesting. I saw an act the other day talking and people were like, oh, when you were, uh, you're a success. I felt like I was success back then because I didn't go hungry often. <laughs> And, um, you know, I'm doing what I want to do. And not many of us can do that because we're uh, fear, economics, even more so economics these days, because now it's coming a business where unless you got family with money, you ain't doing it. You can't mm. do it, you know. So, but yeah, I think I've given a really long answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, I loved it. It was perfect. Um, imagine it's your 100th birthday and mm. someone is about to give a toast about you uh, mm-hmm. in your honour, what would you want them to say about your stage and your screen work? Um, oh my gosh. She never gave up. She kept it moving. You know, and there was another famous actress when she said that, um, oh God, what's her name again? This menopause is messing up my brain, you know. But anyway, she said that she said that the you know the the lift wasn't working, so she took the stairs. You know what I mean? I'll take the stairs all day long. You know, uh, and uh, yeah, she kept it varied. She kept it moving and tried to keep it real. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I love that. And um, now we're going to do some getting to know you questions. So, oh, yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> what has made you sad, mad, and glad this week? Uh, glad my son is doing uh, my eldest is doing um, his A-levels at the moment is at the London Screen Academy and he uh, made a little short they had to make a minute long documentary so I was like I can do documentary for a minute but he did and it was it made me very very glad um, sad uh, reminiscing about Philip Headley um, and what he stood for champion of the people spoke truth to power which we need more people like that in this current world that we're in because most people don't uh the state of the world makes me sad right now um what was the other bit well glad mad 
mad. Mad. Oh my gosh, what made me mad this week? I don't think I've even been mad this week. Let me let me think. I, I suspect the fan will be like, yeah, you were mad when, <laughs> when people don't clean the surfaces. That makes me mad. Clean the surfaces. You had a bit of toast. There's crumbs there. Or a little jam or marmite. Take the cloth. They're all there. Or use a kitchen. Rock. Wipe it. That makes me mad. But not mad mad, but just a little, you know. Yeah. Me too, Joy. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what are you watching right now? Do you know what? Everybody was talking about this traitor series. Traitor. Do you watch the traitor? You watch traitor. And I'm, I'm telling you that it got me intrigued because it was coming from so many different walks of life. You know, friends that normally wouldn't watch the same show. Da, da, da. So me and my husband jumped in, not to the new series. We went back to the old. We watched the first one. Oh my gosh, I'm there talking to the TV girl. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, oh. I mean, it had me, it's, it's stressful TV. I don't know why I like it because it's actually got, yeah, my anxiety levels were high. And um, what else am I watching right now? I'm, um, what's that one on, on um, it's on Apple, I've nearly finished it now with Gary Oldman. True, oh my God. I'm going to look it up while I'm here talking to you. Because that's maddening. What's it called? I'm watching it every night. Is it Slow Horses? Slow Horses. Thank you. And True Detective. True Detective. Oh. Mm. I'm in that traitor's trap as well. I didn't watch it when it came out. And now I'm addicted. You see what I mean? And there's a film that I'm going to watch tonight with Claire Perkins in. And um, I'm trying to remember what that is called. I'm going to tell you because I ain't going to let you guys give Claire Perkins film a little plug. It's an A24. Do you know, you must know Claire Perkins, isn't it? Mm-hmm. She's a great actress. Oy, 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 oy. One second, one second, one second. Oh. The Dulux, Medusa Dulux. Medusa Dulux, right? Check it out. It looks um, it looks mad, but Claire Perkins looked like she'd given her tour de force. So yeah, yeah. And I think it's on Amazon. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out tonight. Okay, hmm. I'm gonna check that out too. It's about um, a bunch of mad hairdressers. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading right now, if anything? Do you know what? Um I am currently reading the Malcolm X biography, which I've been meaning to read for the longest, longest time. And I've just started that. So, yeah. And what are you listening to right now? What am I listening to? Now to remember the names of all the people that I'm listening to. Let me look at my last book, because I'm constantly hearing tunes. Or even when kids, I'm like, what's that? I like that tune. I'll Shazam that. Oh, I'll put that on my playlist. And I put a new tune on just the other day. And this artist, oh my God. I love like, I'm a reggae head, right? There's no, you know, every kind of genre of reggae from it dancehall to dub, to conscious, to lovers rock, you know, but I also love the, you know, the whole new school that's going on, you know, the, what's his name, Deja Cat? When name? Doja Cat. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> love, love, love all that. Love the Afrobeat thing that's going on as well. Um, I'm listening to, and I've, you know, obviously, 
I listen to all the old school stuff because I'm old. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I kind of think Gold Link, all them kind of things. Uh, you know, Summer Walker, I think she's amazing. Uh, oh my God, too many, too many. <laughs> Wiz Kid, all of them. I keep up to date as well. I love music. I mean, music is like, I don't know how people don't listen to music or don't like music. I, I remember, maybe I shouldn't even tell the story, but I won't name, someone came around to our house for dinner who we didn't know that well. Um, my husband was working with these people, but they're really nice. And um, they'd invited us to their summer house somewhere. And we thought, oh, let's, you know, she come around and, and you know, you're playing a bit of music and the food was getting ready. And, I, and then when that, that place was, I said, anything in particular like, or you'd like me to play or, and you know what this lady said? She said, I don't like music. It gave me uh, serial killer vibes. <laughs> but they're perfectly lovely me. people. They're really, really nice. But I, I, I just thought, I've never heard this before. But I'm sure she's not alone. But that's weird, because it can change your mood. Do you know what I mean? It can uplift you. Or when you're, you know, the days when you was a teenager and you was in love and you played all the love songs and felt sad because you had unrequited. Or you hit the jackpot and got the guy you wanted to be with and you put on a certain tune or... You know, you've had some good news or you're in the kitchen cooking and you play that tune that uplifts your spirit or or makes you sad, melancholy, because you're feeling a bit melancholy. I mean, oh, my goodness. One of my favourite parts of the job is when they're uh, uh, doing music for a job, I'm like, oh, have you thought about playing this for this scene or playing? But more times, no one can afford anything. It's like, it's so expensive to play people's tunes. But anyway. Yeah, it's true. And <laughs> mm. um, what was the last thing that you saw on stage? What did that last see on stage? Oh my God. Someone called my husband. Um, it was just recent. What the, he's doing a self tape. Wait, wait. Craig, what was the last thing we saw at the theater? Um, what did we last watch? I can't bloody remember. Um, I mean, my husband was in Get Up, Stand Up. That's what I played. But I saw that about five times. The Bob Marley musical. Did you see it? Oh, yeah, I love yeah. that show. Um, but that's not the last play we saw. What was the last play we saw? Uh, oh, God. He's as old as me. He's not remember. Eh? Yeah. Was it before so, Christmas or after Christmas? Christmas? No, we haven't seen anything in the new year. We're due to see. We're going to be seeing Big Life soon. Right. And we're also going to be going to see your friend Tossin yeah. at, the, at the bush. But um, what have we seen? Oh, we saw at Stratford East, the My Girl, the, the remake of Gone Too Far at Stratford East. It was the yeah, National we, Youth Theatre. Yeah, we see more than that. We I know, that. I can't remember. Since I come off the interview, I'm going to be like... <laughs> no, he's, he's, <laughs> he's really rubbing his head. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it was that good. We don't even bloody remember. I'm no, sure it no, was. Just, um, oh. December. December, what did we see in December? No, no, we didn't because obviously I wasn't well. So yeah. we didn't we didn't go anywhere, did we? No, no, I no. We have seen something. Yeah? Yeah. You can't, you literally can't remember either. No. Was it one of our mates was in something? We saw... Oh, I saw Michelle's play just last week. Oh, which one? We saw The Effects with Papa and we saw Michelle's play at the Alcola, what the player card. We saw it last week. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, water drop. Um, it's like breaking water or something. Breaking water at the Alcola. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, we got there. We got oh. there in the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, now is an opportunity to celebrate someone else. 
Who do you rate right now? What, what a performer? Anybody. Oh my God, who do I rate right now? <laughs> um, I'm rating my husband, Craig Blake. He's a good dad. Hey. <laughs> He's a good actor and he makes me laugh every day. I mean, I picked up Claire Perkins. I mean, I'm a big fan of Claire Perkins. Um, of all the, the 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 black sisterhood that we have, we've got a little uh, WhatsApp group. We're all on there: Michelle Austin, the you know Tanya Moody's, the 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 um, Martina Laird. Oh God, there's too many of us. Luella Gideon, she's a legend. You know, what I mean, I, I'm actually what I'm thinking of right now. I used to watch her, even though I was I was a part of the room record. She had a character. She played like this Tory councillor woman. I don't know if you ever saw any of those sketches where she plays this and she does these speeches. She talks about black coloureds and she talks about coloured people and she's a black woman. It's, she's like, um, uh, she needs to have a series, that character. So a series for Luella Gideon, Luella Gideon doing one of her characters in a six-parter. Please, Lord. Please, Lord. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and a Sermon, big up a Johnny all day long. Sorry, and time to celebrate yourself. Tell us mm -hmm. something to make us proud of you. I can still do the splits. <laughs> I really want to see that. I don't think we can make that happen. <laughs> I have to warm up first. I'm still back a two-hour warm up. Wow. <laughs> anything <laughs> that um, is cool though yeah there you go <laughs> well done um and what's next for you well, let me see what i can talk about um well uh, oh god i'm not sure i can talk about a couple of these things that's that's really hard but needless to say they're lovely projects one i'm returning to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, which is very exciting mm -hmm. and one is a new project and I, I suppose I can say it's for Netflix exciting yeah yeah but you know yeah yeah I'm trying to think what can I say what is happening that I'm allowed to say well Dreaming Whilst Black is coming back I'm allowed to say that because that went to press so I'll be a part of that again um yeah but two very um, exciting projects coming up, but I, I, I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about them yet. Mm. Yeah. But where can we find you? And more importantly, where can we find Marlo Murder Club? Oh God, Marlo Murder Club. It's on in America. It's on PBS. And oh God, I got to find the notes. It's um, where's my girl? Make she coming in. Come in. Um, UK uh, TV. Yeah, huh? it's on the Drama Channel um, and also Yuki TV Play. There you go. Did you get that? Yeah, Drama Channel and UK TV Play. And where can we find you? What do you mean? What? In in what? So I've lost your sound again. Your sound's gone. Uh-uh. Hello. Oh, you can hear me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've got you again. Um, are you on social media? Where can we follow you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm on Insta. I'm on the Insta and I'm on the um, Twitter. Well, X. I'm on X. Um, I'm on everything. I'm on everything. <laughs> and what's your handle? <laughs> okay. So on Insta, 
I am. Who am I? Yeah, them sugar. I am at Miss Miss Joe Martin. I think that's what it is. At Miss Joe Martin, or just Miss Joe Martin. Miss as in M S, not Miss. Yeah. Wonderful. We'll follow you, Joe Martin. Thank you. I'm so sure I follow much. you guys. I follow you all day long. Yeah, I'll follow you personally as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your time. I'm glad Thank we got you. to do I'll... it eventually. Definitely. And I hope mm. you do the splits in one of your new projects. Well, on one, that may be possible. Yeah. Might have a few oh. stunts. You never know. Oh, mm. oh. exciting times. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Take